was it who was it that scored uh, scored that penalty against you guys was it Barnes Ashley Barnes I feel like it was Ashley Barnes I was very close to giving it to him but I thought nah you, you realise you respect yourself like there's banter and then there's stupidity <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to know why I'll go test this a snake because he relegated me from doing the introduction says oh he's going to do the introduction pulls out his phone and starts reading from his phone so obviously that's something you guys won't be able to see listen there, there, there's, there's going to be a camera soon so there's going to be video footage of everything like right now you, you want me to tell them that you're naked in the, in the living room <laughs> Like my bro, my bro, like you just got on boxer shorts, like I feel very uncomfortable, this is an uncomfortable work environment. What's going on people, welcome back to the Top Bins pod, top talking points, top analysis, top goals from the Premier League, do you know what that is? That's Top Bins. It is indeed, I'm your host Spainy, joined by my forever present co-host Uncle Tass. Yeah. What's good my brother? I'm good man, feeling really good, how about yourself? You know what? I can't complain. I can't complain. Woke up to a lot of snow this morning, which put me in a good mood. And so long that may continue. Can't relate. Can't lie to you. <laughs> Tuesday, you're all stuck in, well, it's probably sunshine where you are, but hey, mm. I mean, the grass isn't always greener or whatever. What's that? What's that? Um, anyway, forget it. I was going to quote a Drake bar, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is what the people should do. What should they do, Uncle Tass? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Top Bins Pod. That's T H E T O P B I N S P O D. And if you listen to us on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rating and make sure you write us a review as it helps us shoot up the rankings. It does indeed. All right, cool. Well, we got a we got a quick one for them this weekend. Uh, we won't we won't we won't keep it too long, guys. Uh, let's start off with top talking points as usual. Then we will just get into the one game of the weekend. Uh, Predictions league, fantasy football, Spain, and trivia. Listeners' questions, join the discussion, all that good stuff. Uncle Tass, what news came up in the world of football this week? So this week we had a couple of transfers being signed, both incomings and outgoings. So Wolves has signed a new striker, William Jose, on loan. Haven't actually seen him play, but as you've alluded to on the podcast over the past couple of weeks, they seem to have been missing Raul Jimenez, even though Fabio Silva got his first goal for the club fairly recently. They need probably an experienced head, so hopefully he can provide that. Fikayo Tomori has left on loan from Chelsea to go to AC Milan. I mean, he wasn't really getting much game time this season. So it seems like a smart move for all parties. AC Milan are flying high, so hopefully he can push for starting places there. And maybe if he picks up his form, maybe a potential Euro call up for Euro 2021. Then on the similar loan dealings. Arsenal have signed Matt Ryan on loan from Brighton. So he fell down a pecking order, lost his place in the team and Arsenal perhaps wanting to upgrade on Runnison, who had a couple of howlers in the Europa League um, and the Carling Cup earlier this season. If you remember, they've signed a backup goalkeeper with Premier League experience to replace him. And again, another loan deal that's been certified is Mateta being signed for Crystal Palace. So it's initially an 18-month loan deal with an option to buy at the end of the 18 months. But again, Crystal Palace is looking to upgrade their strike force, add more firepower to the rank. So seemingly a good deal for all parties. So moving away from transfer news now, but 
keeping on the same theme of deals that have gone through. So Robert Snodgrass, we spoke about earlier in the month as he was signed by West Bromwich Albion, Sam Allardyce from West Ham. But West Ham played West Brom in the week and Snodgrass was a notable admission from the team. And when pressed about it after, Allardyce alluded to the fact that there was an agreement in the transfer that he wouldn't actually play against West Ham when the two faced each other. And that was the only way they were able to get the deal over the line. But apparently that's a potential breach of Premier League rules and regulations. So it's now been passed over to the authorities and they're looking into that. So what do you make of that one actually, Spoonie? That one I find very strange because isn't that quite a common clause in many of these loan and, well, yeah, many of these loan deals where you can't actually wait. Did that? It was it was, um, it was a permanent transfer. Yeah, no. Sorry, as, as I'm saying that, I, I, I'm realizing because obviously naturally when I hear oh it's a breach or or whatever I'm thinking, but that's been the case all the time. Yeah, if it's a permanent transfer, that is a very strange one. Um, I'm not sure how the hell um, West Ham managed to get that into the contract. Uh, even if it is the even if that was the sticking point, that meant they had to land on one side of the coin or the other for the deal to either go through or fall apart. But yeah, that's a weird one. He's no longer a, uh, a West Ham player. He, 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 as far as they're concerned, that's that's why, how... Yeah, no, that's a weird one. And I think, yeah, that rightfully should be looked into because now you're you're crossing, you're crossing grey areas where it's like... I, I mean, I don't know how, and I'm probably clutching the straws here, but it could be some sort of... You know them clubs that just have players all over the... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds messy. I'm not going to lie to you. Not that deep, but that actually does sound messy. Um... Yeah, nah, I don't know how they managed to pull that one off. Yeah, I think it's most likely a gentleman's agreement and probably West Brom didn't want to go for it, but West Ham are saying, we're not going to sell him to you unless you do that. We'd rather him sit in our reserves or bench or whatever. So I guess from a West Brom perspective, it made sense to put it in and agree to it. But yeah, it, it, it stinks a little bit because it's potentially influencing the Premier League to say, well, we're not putting our best 11 out there in a way but yeah I think it's just one of those that maybe Allardyce released it after his team lost maybe if they'd won he might, wouldn't have mentioned it but it could be a bit of dodgy dealings from his part as well and a bit of trying to play the Premier League or play play up to the media a little bit yeah I mean <laughs> have we ever seen Sam Allardyce try that already since he's joined uh, since he's joined West Brom but hey I mean yeah that, that does think a bit but we'll see what happens there then last bit of news which is Pretty much hot off the press, it's only come out today. Um, Arteta says he doesn't know when Bamiyang will be back as he's dealing with some personal issues. So um not really quite sure the story behind it, but I think there might be some issues going on in Bamiyang's personal life, whether that's family, whether that's other things, but he might be looking at a spell on the sidelines, potentially, or he might be back next week. We're not sure, but... That one's one to keep an eye on because obviously, although Aubameyang hasn't been scoring with great regularity this season, he is still a talisman. He's the captain of the club. So you want him to be around, especially after their form sort of seemingly turned a corner in the league anyway. Yeah, no, nah, uh, that's unfortunate. Man scores two goals and then is is not going to be playing again considering the season that he and Arsenal have both had uh, I mean particularly before this kind of good run of good run of form now uh, you do kind of want him to be kicking on and if he's to be one if he's one of the better players in the league you want them to be playing right um, so that's unfortunate but wherever the case may be I wish him all the best well thank you very much Uncle Tass as always people Uncle Tass will keep on top of the top talking points from the from the Premier League and uh, 
and uh, yeah, keep you informed. Also, I know you're going to hate this, but I'm just going to throw on Jack Wilshire's Sakoda contracts. Guys, you know, I like my Jack, I like Jack Wilshire, man. And I, I mentioned it last week that he was training with Bournemouth. Is he going to sign a deal? He signed the thing. He's now a Bournemouth player. So, hey, good on him. But before Uncle Tass can get in there, without much further ado, let's get on to the game. Uh, Aston Villa took on Newcastle at, at Villa Park uh, yesterday. They owned the sole Premier League game of the um, of the weekend. Obviously, there were some results during the week that uh, <laughs> that we're not going to cover. But um, yeah, I think you had a keen eye on on this game in particular. What what, what we saying? I think, but Newcastle, see Bruce. I don't know what's going on there. Newcastle still bad results, but Aston Villa, I think, to be fair, a result that we probably both expected, but in the game, what did you see that you liked and didn't like? Yeah, I think from an Aston Villa perspective, I know we had Nachi on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about Ollie Watkins. I, 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 I maybe liked a lot more of what I saw of him yesterday, but... To be honest, the level Newcastle are playing at, they are playing at a championship level. So it's hard to take, you have to take that into consideration as well because Newcastle, again, looks shocking. So they, they, they've sort of stuck to two people up top. So they're playing Andy Carroll with Callum Wilson, which I know we mentioned at the start of the season um, that they were sort of switching between 3-5-2, 4-4-2 a bit in certain different games. But it seems as though now they've gone to a more set, solid 3-5-2 with obviously wing-backs bombing on to support. But it's just not working for them. It's it, Like, Steve Bruce needs to figure it out. Like, I'm ready to stick a fork in them and say, the pace and that they're going at now, they, they will be relegated because they can't seem to buy a win. There's nothing exciting about them. Their best player, Callum Wilson, he looks a shell of himself, especially from the start of the season. He looks frustrated and fed up. I mean, the only good thing that came out of the game for a Newcastle perspective is that we saw the return of Saint Maximum from his long-term absence due to long-term COVID symptoms. So he came on, got about 20 minutes. And again, you can see a little bit of spark, a little bit of quality within him, but not enough time to influence the game. And at that point, the game was done. As Aston Villa, to their credit, just played really, really well. They're playing really good football at the moment. They seem to be settled in their team as well. They saw the return of Ross Barkley, which was good. Um, he looked bright as, again. Um, Jack Grealish just did exactly what he needed to do. Just captain the team to a victory because, to be honest, they didn't really have to step up a great deal. Like, I, this, I probably say they played better, albeit they lost to City. They probably played better in that game um, in midweek than they did in this game just because they didn't have to try as hard against Newcastle didn't really get out of second or third gear really and ran out 2-0 winners Ollie Watkins got a bit of a I don't, I don't I want to say a freak goal but um, a ball played across the box Fabian Shaw goes to clear it slides I don't know what he does all he does is loop it up keeper tries to come out for it but Ollie Watkins is sharp gets their first heads it into the back of the net then Bertrand Traore, second goal, pretty much well worked from a corner where ball comes in, gets headed out, works back its way to Jack Grealish out wide. He cuts it across the box to Bertrand Traore and he just side foots it into the 
literally undecided across the bar and bounces in. Excellent goal. And he seems to slowly be finding his feet in the Premier League. He was one that I called out at the start, if you remember that. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And now he seems to be getting in the goals and securing his place in the Villa team. So hopefully more things to come from him. And um, I was speaking to Nachi earlier today, actually, um, about Ollie Watkins because he was bringing up the goal, the goal tally that he's one closer. And I was like, you know what? The first goal, I'm not even rating that much, even though he got the goal. But the second goal, he had a goal ruled out. It was a tidy, tidy left foot finish from the sort, sort of the edge of the box. He played through slightly offside, but literally instincts, left foot finish, and it was excellent. So I might have to eat my hat and eat my words if he continues on this sort of pace and this sort of form. But again, just pointing out there, Newcastle are playing like a championship team. And I've always said he's a good championship player. So we'll see what he can do when the big boys start coming back around. <laughs> Fair play. Now I was gonna um I was gonna mention because Nachi did also uh do the one more one less goal to 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 score thing with me. Uh so yeah, no, that's pretty that's pretty funny. But boy, interesting. Uh interesting fact for you actually. Jack Grealish obviously got an assist. Registered his eighth assist of the season, which is more than his previous four seasons combined in the Premier League. So over his last four seasons in the Premier League, he's got seven assists. This season, he's got eight alone. So to be fair, when I saw that stat and I was like, wow, you can kind of see what uh, Gareth Southgate was talking about when he was talking about the numbers. But this season, he's very much making him eat his words, boy. But I think I think that that's that's a false narrative again because you can see that Villa has spent a lot of money this season and he's playing with a bit more quality players, so they're able to finish off the chances. I mean, there's only so much you can do. You can lay it on a plate for someone. If they don't finish it, then you're not you're never gonna get an assist. Touche. Touche. Well, talking about assists and what assists lead to, goals. Talk to me about, cast your mind back to last Monday. What the, what goal sticks out for you for goal of the week? I know what one I'm giving. Um, I'd probably say, hmm. I'd probably say, I kind of like Saka's goal against Newcastle. Yeah, I'd probably say Saka's goal against Newcastle. It was like the, the end of a well-worked move. Uh, say no more. I think, um, I'm trying to cast my mind. I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is this not the week where um, Antonio scored that volley? Was yes. that against West Brom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's who I'm giving it to then. I'm giving it to Antonio for that, for that cheeky little volley. Um, you're lucky. I was very close to giving it to, uh, was it, who was it that scored uh Scored that penalty against you guys. Was it Barnes? Ashley Barnes. I feel like it was Ashley Barnes. I was very close to giving it to him, but I thought, nah. You, you realise you respect yourself. Like there's banter and then there's stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Nah, 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 nah. I thought, to be fair, I'll give it to my guy, Antonio. You know, you know, I rate my Antonio. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll swiftly move on to fantasy football. How have you done? It was a double game week. I didn't do, I mean, I did all right, but not, not, I mean, for a double game week, it still, it wasn't really anything spectacular. I got 77 points. Yeah. I mean, I did better than you, but I didn't clear a hundred points, which is disappointing. Went for Vardy as captain and that didn't work out well. I almost went for Jared Bowen as captain and that would have netted me an extra 
six points, so probably should have in the end. But I mean, it's not the worst position in the world. It just uh, I'm sliding down the top bins pod league at the moment, sitting in seventeenth place, and now. I mean, just under 100 points off top spot. So, I mean, all can change with a well-played wild card, well-played bench boost. Could still shoot up the table, but they seem to be running away with that at the top. But this week we will get out a visual to let you guys know who's running the show at the moment. How do your team do or what are you thinking in terms of transfers? Uh, so I'm just looking at the top of that is It's mad how close the top of the league actually is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's mad. Um, how did I do? Uh, yeah, 77 points. Um, my highest scorers, Harry Kane as captain got me 18. Fernandez got eight. Jared Bowen got eight, uh, 10. Uh, Robertson, Dunk both got eight. Nick Pope got 13. Um, it's weird. Do you ever find, right, that in fantasy football, sometimes you could be looking at your, looking at the team, the how many points your team scored, right, or individual players scored. And in your head, you you not necessarily adding it up, but you're like, how does this add up to like 80, for example? Right now, I'm doing a similar thing. I'm like, how does this only add up to 77? But obviously, I mean, it does, isn't it? But do you get what I'm saying there? Kind of. Sometimes you're looking at the low numbers, you're thinking, wait, what? Or yeah. sometimes you're looking at loads of high numbers, you're thinking, surely that I, that I hit the belly. But I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure the algorithm and the mathematics behind it is all correct. Yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But um, so yeah, I mean, uh, if this was a normal game week, I would be happy. But given it was a double game week for most, I'm not particularly pleased. But it is what it is. Uh, in terms of changes, yeah, I think I'm going to take. Uh, I think I'm going to take Wilson out. Put someone else in. Don't know who though. Uh, I've got Danny Yings there. I see he's. I know he played against Arsenal uh, in the FA Cup yesterday. So hopefully that means he's back and uh, starting for them. Um, so I'm going to need to get him back into my starting 11. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I think I'll keep it. I'm pretty happy with the team overall. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Um, calm. Predictions League. Predictions League. What are we telling them? So Tuesday, we've got uh, Crystal Palace West Ham. Uh, I've got one nil West Ham. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go two one. Um, Newcastle Leeds. I've gone two nil Leeds. <laughs> I'm gonna go two nil Leeds as well. Actually, I'm gonna go three nil. Um, three nil Leeds for me. Uh, Southampton Arsenal. Interesting uh, game. I'm gonna go with Southampton again. One nil. Interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one one. West Brom Man City I'm going 3-0 City I'll go 2-1 City cool so we got Wednesday Burnley Aston Villa another Clarence Blue Derby I'm going 1-1 one, one in that um, I'm going to go I'm going to go 2-0 Villa Chelsea Wolves 2-2 uh, 2-2 for me yeah I was going to say both teams aren't looking aren't looking great right now uh, I think Wolves edge it 1-0 Brighton Fulham. Uh 2-1 Brighton for me. Let me go. Let me go the opposite. Let me go 1-0 Fulham. Interesting. Uh Everton Leicester. Everton Leicester. Um, Leicester 2-1. No, 2-0. 2-0. I'm gonna go 1-1 in that. And Man United, Sheffield United. Uh 2-0 Man United. I'm gonna go 3 now. 
Spurs Liverpool on Thursday. Um, two one Liverpool. Right, you've really got like a, a run of interesting games, isn't it? Um, Spurs Liverpool. You've gone two one Liverpool. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going two 0 Spurs. Forget you, man. Fair. Uh, Spain is trivia. I'm going to give you two quick ones. Um, Aston Villa registered their ninth clean sheet of the season, uh, obviously in their 2 0 victory over Newcastle. What team has kept more clean sheets? Which one team has kept more clean sheets than them? Um, oh, maybe. Are they, oh, that's a tough one, actually. Who's been consistently keeping them? Maybe Chelsea, surprisingly? Nah. If not Chelsea, then I think it's probably going to be either Burnley or Man United. Very interesting. Uh, no, the answer is Man City. Man City have got 10 clean sheets this season. Interesting. I'll give you a, I'll give you one more stab at one more uh, throw of the dart. Uh, Ollie Watkins scored his third headed goal of the season. What player has got more head has got more headers than him? Um, Antonio. No. Headers. Zuma. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, so to be fair, this is an interesting one because I feel like he hasn't really been in the Master Goals recently, but it's Dominic Carver-Lewin. Oh yeah, good shot actually. Dominic Carver-Lewin's got four. Uh, do you have any listeners questions? Yes, we do. So we have a question from TG. Given that we are half, at the halfway point of the season, if you could pick one former player, each at their peak that has now retired to play for you for the second half of the season, who would it be? Um, either, for me, either um, either Wayne Rooney or Robin Van Persie, you know? As you can tell, I feel like we need a centre forward. Even though Cavani's been doing all right since he's actually been playing a bit more recently, but either... either um, Either Rooney or Robin Van Persie or someone like Ferdinand, someone at the back, obviously. Let me, actually, let me go Ferdinand because uh, we, we definitely need someone at the back. Uh, and Cavani's been doing all right since he um, since he's actually been getting some game time. So Ferdinand's my first pick. If not, uh, then either someone like um, Rooney or Van Persie has got up top. Yeah, I think it's a tough one for me. I think in terms of thinking about what we need, we'd need defensive cover. And obviously not being young enough to, or sorry, not being old enough to have seen people like maybe Alan Hansons or your Phil Thompson's at their prime. I can't really say, oh yeah, someone like that, who I know they've done really, really well at centre-back in previous seasons, back in the 70s, 80s, whatever. I'm going to have to go with the man mounting himself, Sammy Hoppia, because he was a leader amongst men. Um, I mean, yeah, you could say, someone like Torres or Gerard could potentially also work because if we score more goals than the other team, then you don't need to worry about defending as much. But to be honest, a big part of what we've been doing this season has been just paperwork patching over 
our defensive issues. So I think if we get a, a, a true leader and centre-back, you can obviously play on the left-hand side being left-footed. That will give us the base to start working off and moving back up the table again. Say no more. Good shout, good shout. Um, well, thank you for that question TG please let us know who you would bring who would you would bring back from the past to help your club for the remainder of the season um, so to clarify Uncle Tass has gone Sammy Herpia for Liverpool and I've gone Rio Ferdinand last section join the discussion uh, so I'll quickly go over last week's answer so last week we asked um which players had the best individual Premier League season based off the back of Mesut Ozil leaving? Not necessarily saying he's had one of the best Premier League seasons, but he's been, it's, you, you, no one can deny he's been a very, very good player in the Premier League, particularly in his heyday when he was getting ridiculous amounts of assists, etc. Has some very good seasons. So off that, we asked who, which players had the best individual Premier League season. Uh, to clarify, to remind ourselves, I said... Um, well, I think I said Ronaldo from 2007, 2008. Um, and Uncle Tess said uh, Yaya Toure from, I think it was 2013, 14. Uh, just looking at some of the answers we got on over on the Insta. Um, Chief of None said Salah, 17, 18. Obviously, clapping, well, clapping goals left and right, which is very true. I think, what, 30, how many goals did he get? 32 in the league and then 40 something in total that season. Uh, Danilo won Arda. Uh, Ronaldo, 07, 08. M. Fernandez. Uh, Henri 0304 or Van Persie 1112. Um, interesting that he can admit Van Persie 1112 considering he left his club. But fair play. Listen, foot, foot, sometimes in football you have to be realistic and be fair to the to the facts. Um, this week, guys, we are asking uh, on the back of my trivia question about uh, clean sheets. I want to know who you think has been the best or which team had the, has had the best defense in the Premier League. Um, and I think to kick us off, I'm just going to straight off the bat and just go, I mean, that Chelsea, what season was it now? Oh, four, season, five. Two, four or five. Yeah, thank you. Chelsea or four or five. To only concede 15 goals in a season is absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't think, I don't understand. I feel like that's slept on a lot. Like that achievement is, is, I, I will put, not, I will put it not necessarily on par, but it's it's in a similar category with the Invincible season. I know obviously going undefeated for a whole season and, and only keeping 15 clean sheets in a season are two very different things, but I hope I'm making sense when I say I'll put them in a similar category because to only concede 15 goals in a 38 game season is crazy. I remember when like as um, um, Simeone did it at Atletico Madrid and they only conceded 18 goals. Everybody was going crazy about that. We're talking about three goals fewer. Right, come on. That that was ridiculous. I'm going to go Chelsea 0405. So yeah, for me, I think it's probably Chelsea 0405. I mean, it's hard to look past them. But I'm a bit surprised you haven't chosen one of your old United teams because again, people always talk about how Ferdinand and Vidic are probably top five centre-backs in the Premier League. When you add on, I think it was um, Everett left-back and Garen Everett. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's still a great defence. Maybe didn't have the stats to back it up, but probably had great defensive record themselves. So I'm surprised oh. at that from you. Yeah, no, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, that That as a defensive four like I loved that defensive four like I don't think in terms of a collective of four individual players you get better than that but um, in terms of uh, it's the achievement standpoint for me on this one it's, it's purely down to achievements like like I said to only concede 15 goals in a whole season is madness 
absolute madness. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone has any differing opinions and what their reasons are. So get us at on the Instagram with your answers. Indeed. Well, a nice short one for you guys this week. A little different from your regular transmission. Uh, but Uncle Tess, what can the people do? Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's get the top biz pod community out there. Let's grow it, guys. All right, cool. Well, guys, I mean, we're now off to watch our two teams face off each other in the FA Cup. Quick predictions. What do you think? Um, this is a Premier League pod. Thank you. Thank, oh you belo- thank you, beloved. Anyway, guys, this has been the Top Bins Pod. I'm your host, Spainy, joined by my ever-present co-host. Uncle Tass. Guys, peace. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,